I'm Daniel. My pronouns are he and him. I'm Robert, and my pronouns are also he and him. And this is Grizzly Kiki. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as a meet and greet with James Charles. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95 and they offer great customer service. I should know. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. Who doesn't love that? (laughs) Choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way you can try on all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. We don't need people seeing things blurry. And Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm now considering a divorce. Hey! To get started, head over to WarbyPorkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Wait, wait, wait. Warby Porker? That's a very different website. I was projecting. Very different. I mean, I project in all directions. Give them them that link one more time. Oh, sorry. To get started, head over to WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Again, that's WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Don't Google Warby Porker. You'll regret it. Hello. Really? What? (laughs) You were making all kinds of funny things. Funny things. You were saying all kinds of weird... I was making funny things. You were making comments. I love commenting. Before we started. Hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Haven't seen you in five minutes. Um, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> are you sure? Yes. It's um no, I'm fine. It's just it's been a bit of a an intense week. It's cuffing season. Excuse me? I don't know. That's a thing I've heard people say. What I don't is know what cuffing it means. Season? I think cuffing season means like it's time to uh be in a relationship. I think that's what that means. Can't you just buy a blanket? What? I don't know. Isn't it for warmth? I don't know. I don't know about these things. I thought you said coughing season, which it is coughing. <laughs> it is coughing season too. I just heard our turtle sigh behind me. I know. It's a good she's, sign she's that we're tired taking too us. long. <laughs> um, no, like I said, it's it's been a bit of a trying week, but you know we're at the tail end of it, so I feel better. The tail end of it, I think. It, I think it's over. It's over. Forget about so. tail end. It is over. Yeah. I mean, I had a well. I had a very good installation at work. So um, we were down a director, unfortunately, because uh, he had a family emergency. So it was just like three of us mm-hmm. managing this installation of um, works by this artist named Anthony Zito, who um, works with found objects. So he created these assemblages that were made of barn doors and huge pieces of wood. Um, 
Oh, shut so the barn door. Ins- I know, right? Uh, so we had to install, I think it was like three of those, which were, you know, the largest one was about 25 feet long. Oh. Um, and we also had to bring a five to 600 pound metal sculpture into the gallery. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, which is like a griffin. So it was pretty amazing. Um, a Peter Griffin? <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. shut up, Robert. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, it was a, it was, um, a really fun install to work on and, um, you know, getting to feel that camaraderie again. So that was the good part of the week. That's exciting. Did you have a good part of your week? Um, I probably did. I don't remember it though. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the reason we're pausing is because the rest of it was a bit uncomfortable. Yes. There was a lot of, um, well, the way I said that we would frame it for the podcast. <laughs> I just, as soon as we were like, I'm like, oh, we're going to like talk about this. And I'm like, Ugh. we're not really talking well, but, about you know, it. Just like even thinking about it again. Anyway, it was a bit of a trying week in terms of family issues on both of our sides. Yeah. Um, some much more serious than others, which we won't go into. But right. it really um, was one of those weeks where, um, you know, by Thursday... Um, we were both like, can nothing else happen? Because like every night of the week was essentially dominated by some family issue, mainly with me yelling at people on the phone. But you know, it it was it was it was a lot, a lot to deal with and process this week. So yeah, um, it was a a good opportunity for us to practice the skills that we are both learning in therapy. Mm-hmm. That's what I that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Oh, that's a very, a very See? nice and simple way to frame it, actually. See? Look at um, me. Whereas I'm like, well, now you mentioned right. it. It just, it was difficult. And we normally have a little bit more time in the evening to unwind and relax. And it seems like we were spending uh, most of our evenings uh, unpacking whatever trauma was happening in, yeah. in either my family or Daniel's family in the mo- in that moment. So mm-hmm. um, everything is fine now, mm-hmm. I think. I hope. I think so. I mean, it's... I hope it's still know. fine by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even though, you know, again, one of them was pretty trivial, one was more serious, I think right. we both learned a lot. And I think in some ways we're surprised in, in good ways, I think, yeah. you know, in talking to people and in other ways... Um, at least on my end, learn that there are still things that I thought I had not necessarily put to bed, but that I had made clear that um, I would not be, I don't know, like dealing with isn't even the right word, but um, yeah, that I would be accepting, I guess, kind of behavior that I wouldn't be accepting anymore. And, well, you know, I, th- I think it was behavior that you thought was uh the behavior you thought had changed exactly and it it hadn't and so i still have you know not my behavior let's just make that quite clear but (laughs) um i um i realize i need to do a little more work to improve communication um in my family and as much as i don't want to take the charge on that i think i have to so yeah yeah um yeah pretty similar on my end in terms of like the the outcome for me at mm-hmm. least um but uh yeah i'm 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 feeling better about the situation on my end and um i'm just um 
you know, it's one of those things where you just have to hope and trust that uh, that everything that everyone says they're going to do is what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's kind of that. Yeah. So how about the Masked Singer? <laughs> yeah, please. Let's move on to uh, um, talking about the Masked Singer. So on to something a little lighter. Um, yeah. It was another week on the Masked Singer. Um, and I think it sounds so sad and depressing. It was another week on the Masked Singer. Oh, yeah. Another I mean, day. I'm you know, reporting from the front lines. Listen, Robert, be quiet. Dan Dens. Dan Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> that could be your name. You could be Dan Daniels. Dan Daniels, reporting from the front lines. This is what I have to deal with forever now. I'm having a snap. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the masked singer. Um, yes. So this week there were four um creatures who competed um it was the flamingo who sang lady marmalade by patty labelle uh the leopard uh performed september by earth wind and fire the flower they they were they were uh what's it called it was a like a battle between the two oh okay oh yes well oh yeah they went back to back actually yes you're right um because it was the flamingo versus the leopard and and then then the the crowd would vote Yes. Okay. So it was the flamingo versus the leopard. I already said what they performed. Um, the leopard was the one who was like voted to go to the like the smackdown, yeah, elimination yeah. round. Um, and then it was the flower uh, who sang "Alone" by Heart versus the Rottweiler who sang "Grenade" by Bruno Mars. And the flower was voted to go to the smackdown against the leopard. Um, during the SmackDown, the leopard performed Don't Show by the Pussycat Dolls. I thought um, we were going to talk about this. I didn't think you were just going to like read it. Oh, I was just kind of giving a rundown. Oh. And then we would go into it. But Oh, I figured we would talk about it like in order. Oh, but, okay. We, we can do that too. Um, what did you think of the Flamingo doing Lady Marmalade, considering the artist? I... Um, <laughs> I was like, like, what did you think of the performance? I, I mean. thought it was a good performance. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought that she did a really good job with it. Um, I, of course, was familiar with, you know, Patti LaBelle's version um, way before the, the, the version that was made for um, Moulin Rouge. But ever since the Moulin Rouge one came out, anytime I hear somebody sing that song, I'm like, okay, where's like, where's Missy? Like where's Little Kim's rap? Like it's it's oh, weird because okay. I I expect to hear the what was it four four voices five five voices, mm-hmm. um. But I you know I thought it was a cute performance. I I thought she was kind of um running out of steam toward the end just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was fun. Yeah, I um I it's funny because this was a good performance. Was it better than a leopard? I don't know. Uh, but um. I sort of feel like the judges give the flamingo a little too much praise, but that's just me. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that they do, that they're a bit um, o- overly complimentary. Yeah. I think. But yeah. she's, you know, she's entertaining. Yeah. No, that's that's so, definitely true. You know. That the, the flamingo gives you a spectacle, but the voice is a little thin, yes. I, I feel. But, you Absolutely. know. Um, I actually don't remember the Leopard's performance, if I'm being honest. Well, this is a song that I'm, I mean, I know the song and I know who Earth, Wind and Fire is, but it's like one of, like, I have a hard time on this show when it's a song that I don't connect with or am not, um, like, hasn't been in my life a lot. Mm -hmm. I kind of just tune out, unfortunately. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
um a little surprising given that this is such a like this is such like an, an uplifting song I, know, I think but it wasn't something that you know we listened to very much oh. growing up so i wasn't very familiar with the song but i remember that they did a good job i think yeah um i was a little surprised that the leopard was the one who got voted to uh mm-hmm. to, to go in the head-to-head yeah because i definitely thought the flamingo was much weaker than the leopard yeah and then when it comes to the flower versus the rottweiler i was pretty surprised again even though i feel like so we found out this week that the flower was oh wait did we say spoilers no we didn't say there were going to be spoilers yeah okay so there are spoilers you're gonna find you're in in 10 seconds you're gonna find out who the flower was Mm -hmm. so if you don't want to know who um who was unmasked this week on the um the masked singer you basically have to turn the podcast off right now like right right now because i'm gonna spoil it Mm -hmm. right now okay so (laughs) um given (laughs) um given that patty labelle's voice doesn't really match um and i forget her last name from heart mm-hmm. uh because i when we were watching it i was like oh i wonder if she's gonna do the scream because mm-hmm. like there's a there's like a whole ah, like a whole thing um speaking of thin voices uh <laughs> there's a there's like a scream in in alone that's just like it's it's like it's good it's just like mm-hmm. really really good and it's like, like the crescendo yes um but it's like it's not a crescendo because it just like comes out of nowhere um, um so uh i was wondering how patty labelle was going to handle it and she made it her own like the mm-hmm. judges said she made it her own but it just it changed the intensity of the of the song i yeah, felt it was a much more um it was a not calmer i guess but more s- soulful I, I don't know the right word for it it wasn't so um like it was powerful like but it rock. was it was as the it was, original one is I think. right right i thought it was pretty powerful the mm-hmm. way she sang it it just was different yeah um so not really the way i'm used to doing it she and did I, some beautiful things with her voice yeah she has that like um kind of like a similar quality that eartha kit had in her voice with it's like that uh, you know it's um kind of like a vocal fry i guess i don't i don't know what you call it but it's like this like gritty kind of like I don't know. I really don't know much about like the proper words for singing or anything. I wouldn't like that, call it so. vocal fry, but anyway, um, I just I was very surprised by the fact that the flower was the one going to the uh, like the head to head thing. Because um, especially the, like the Rottweiler's not to me not that exciting. No, I mean, and he, like the Rottweiler did a good job with grenade. Mm-hmm. I kind of like. No, I'm not going to say that I liked it better than the than the original um i think i'm i am not a bruno mars fan and his Mm -hmm. voice kind of bothers me so hearing this song with a different voice was better for me anyway because i could like pay attention to the song more Mm -hmm. so i enjoyed it more but i think that that's kind of skewed um right but i i don't think that the the rottweiler is anywhere near being a better singer or you know able to emote the feeling of a song than the flower is mm. so that was confusing to me because it was yeah. like you know yeah and it sucks because so the leopard and the flower go into the smackdown and i feel like the leopard just generally had a more uh like a, a cat not catchier but like a more um a song that was like a little bit more fun to perform mm-hmm. in a way than um than the flower doing eye of the tiger what a terrible... I mean, I think that really this came down to the fact that the leopard got the better song. Right. And and Eye of the Tiger is an amazing song, but, like, not 
Not for Patti LaBelle. Well, not for Patti LaBelle, but also I feel like if you're going to, like when girls on on, on, on Drag Race lip sync, right? They're mm-hmm. lip syncing to the same song. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. you have a control being the song. So like, you know, and each, and, and each queen has a certain way that they interpret it and perform to it and all of that. But like here, you're putting this very catchy, very popular, like contemporary song against a a more like classic song that you know you expect to hear eye of the tiger a certain way like right you won't we all know that song thanks to rocky i think and so it, it was i i think it was a bit of a disservice to give the flower this song because it i don't know i, I don't think that you could judge them equally I thought it would have been fun, and I I still think that they should maybe consider this for the next season. I think it would be fun if, instead of it being a SmackDown, that it becomes a duet. And you have to base Mm -hmm. the the judging off how they perform together. Absolutely. I also feel like the Leopard, I mean, the Leopard was great in in their performance of, of the song. But also, like, the Leopard is so flirty and has great physicality and also really uses the costume to their advantage absolutely the fact that that costume like sways the way it does because of the 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 peignets or the the things that stick out Mm -hmm. it it gives you something else to judge them on i think right whereas the flower is in a costume that she can't really move in at all right you know not that patty labelle is a mover but (laughs) but what i'm saying is like it's it doesn't have the you know like little extras that mm. some of the other costumes have i think yeah so yeah there was a um i'm i'm still thinking back to seeing because the, the reason we started watching the mass singer in the first place is because i heard i heard them talking on the friend zone about uh gladys knight being dressed as a bumblebee on the masked singer and so i looked up the performance of her uh her doing um chandelier Mm. And there was a there was a power there was a, a like a spectacle to the way that the mm-hmm. performance was done and just the fact that like you know dress being dressed as a bumblebee versus being dressed as a flower you just get a little bit more movement from your body mm-hmm. because you can actually move all of your limbs absolutely being in essentially like a bodysuit versus being in a dress mm-hmm. um, there's just there was there was more power I think to the performance uh, by comparison and I feel like alone is a really powerful song. Mm-hmm. I just think that there's only so much you can do when you're basically poured yeah. into a dress and meant to look like a flower. Although so. she did, she like, you know, at the end, after she got unmasked, she like, you know, got down to do the like, oh, like that thing. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was going to be amazing anyway, because Patti LaBelle has an incredible voice. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and uh, an incredible stage presence, mm-hmm. even though she... Like you said, it was she was not much of a mover, but like yeah, she's also restricted to this outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just um, I don't know. I wanted better for her because I yeah. I thought when when I first heard her voice, I was like, no way, they got Patty Labelle. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was just like, how did you convince her? Yeah. So I just again, it's one of these things where we we talk about, or, or rather, I think I asked this question. I'm like, how do you think they got somebody to do that? And you know, it just this just looks like so much fun. It really mm-hmm. does. And I mm-hmm. think that's why she did it. And like, you know, she was amazing to listen to. And then seeing her on mass while I did want her to go further, like just seeing her with this like poise and like grace that she just happens to have was amazing. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, and I forget who's, she's the godmother. Oh, she's the godmother of Nick Cannon's kids, which so I didn't know. Carrie's kids. Well, but aren't they, they're <laughs> his, right? Like, yes. yeah, they're the twins. Yeah, I just, uh, in my opinion, you're burying the lead by saying they're Nick Cannon's well, kids. But I know that he's he the, host. the host. I know, and I was like, I, I didn't know that. And so, like, if we go on, you know, assuming that, believe that, you know, he doesn't know who any of these are. Can you imagine him, like, watching this and he's like, oh. Well, but this is now the second person who is like a, a like a close personal friend with him mm-hmm. that has been unmasked this season. Yeah. Who's like, it was really, really hard for mm-hmm. me to not give it away. Yeah. So um, I think it's really I, I really I just enjoy the the format of the show. I know it seems like a silly thing, but um, I liked that they finally finally heard Seal's voice in the leopard. Finally. I know. Because like what's happening? Although here? I feel like he did do things this week a little like there was a little more Seal this week. OK. In his voice like that. Um, Again, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but that um, that's Sealness. In his it's voice. like a breathiness to yes. his voice, yeah. Um, yeah. specifically if you listen to "Kiss from a Rose," yeah, like you heard that in his performances this week, right? Um, and I was like, just like you, I was like, okay, great, like finally you hear it. So they're getting one closer. of the judges finally heard well, it. Well, which yeah. is interesting. Um, have your have your thoughts changed on the other two, on the flamingo and the Rottweiler, based on this week's episode? No. No, you're still. I still believe that the the flamingo is Adrian Bailon and that the Rottweiler is Wayne Brady. Uh, the Rottweiler is not Wayne. Oh Brady. my God, no! Sorry, the, the Rottweiler. Fox. We're not clear on. We're just not clear. Yet. We think it's like a boy bander. Yeah, pretty yeah. pretty convinced it's a oh boy God, bander. I I'm I still think Nick Lachey or AJ McLean. I'm mm-hmm. still I'm still uh, in that whatever i i feel like i need to start paying closer attention to the um the clue packages with mm-hmm. the rottweiler because i'm i'm not 100 percent sure they're i mean they're kind of vague sometimes i feel like they're vague on purpose mm-hmm. because they're um it's almost like it's a um a stream of consciousness type of clue mm. in a way because they a lot of the time they don't make sense no you know because they're not when they they're not quite them. They're not quite as straightforward. It's just funny to me that um, Jenny McCarthy kept saying that she thought, specifically with Patti LaBelle, that the uh, the clue package was trying to throw them off uh, by mentioning that she was a baker. And I'm like, well, Patti LaBelle has a line of pies. How do you... She's like, oh, I thought they were trying to tell us that it was Anita Baker. Like, n- no, no. I really don't set How? much store by Jenny McCarthy's like listen the thing is on this show the thing is is that their their speculation is the the only thing we have in terms Mm -hmm. of like the tiniest amount of a clue if we're completely lost yeah with the exception of ken jong constantly yelling out that he thought the flower was bjork even though i would live i would live can you imagine she just she's like hello all right i can't do bjork you do bjork hello (laughs) that wasn't bjork at all (laughs) i don't know who that was Bjork would be the flower, though. Yeah. Actually, no, Bjork would be like a cocoon or something, you know. She would have to be something really, really basic in order for it to not give her away. Yeah. I mean, how she would hide her voice is beyond me, but... I want to see her do it. I now want to see her... Because I feel like Bjork has... I I think that the... um, Oh, my God. What is the word I'm looking for here? The um, It's almost like the artistry behind her... um, not the artistry, but the 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 direction that she wants her music to go in, essentially, mm-hmm. like what what she's trying to emote yes. in the song. That's what sort of makes it 
uh, makes it almost like this, like um, this chaos that like spends the entire the entire time you're listening to the song. It's almost like chaos that is slowly organizing it- itself. That's to me, that's Bjork's voice. I okay? never thought about it that way before. That's that's a lot of how I feel about Bjork's voice. But I feel oh. like she has the ability. If you listen to the soundtrack uh, for, um, oh my god, it has a name, Selma songs. The, the soundtrack for uh, Dancer in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you get a better sense of what her true voice is like because she's just singing. She's basically like, they're like, okay, sing this song mm-hmm. from The Sound of Music. And she just has to sing it. And and it's not, um, like she's not... She's not doing a Bjork song. She's not doing a Bjork performance. Mm-hmm. She's doing The Sound of Music. Yeah. So um, I think that she would actually fool them mm-hmm. a lot more than Patti LaBelle was able to in a way. Uh, but I would love to, I would love nothing more than to see Bjork on The Masked Singer. Um, but uh, I'm really I'm sad. I'm sad that the flower got unmasked this week. I, I really thought she was going to go really. I thought she was going to make it all the way to the end. I know. I, I don't think this is a fair um, like a, a fair judgment. But yeah, you know, but the, uh, the audience is picking it. So right. What do they know? true um well let's take a break and then when we come back we're going to express gratitude for some stuff so stick around we'll be right back oh hi it's me robert and i have a question do you shop on amazon if so you can be a supporter of our show just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the amazon button in our menu anytime you shop on amazon using our link we'll get a small commission on everything you buy and it's free There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the key key going. We're back, and in the spirit of the person who was unmasked on The Masked Singer this week, we have a new gratitude. (laughs) What? I thought it was clever. It is clever. Um, So given... (laughs) Given that it is Thanksgiving, we decided to uh, to share a couple of things that we are grateful for. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first? Sure. I, you know, we hadn't talked about this before. Are we going to do like a tit for tat or are yeah. we? Okay. Um, yeah, I'll go first. Why not? Um, so I guess the first thing that I'm really grateful for um, thus far is my new job. Like, I know I've talked about it incessantly and it's probably just gotten to be unbearable. But Ugh. but I am very, <laughs> very happy. And it's something that I am actually thankful for on a daily basis. And I just I have like a crush on my new job. <laughs> I do like I enjoy the people. I enjoy the sense of community that we have. And it's kooky and quirky and fun. And I just I you know what it feels like like my first job all over mm. again, where I was like, completely in love with it except now having had you know like a decade and a half under my belt in terms of you know what i've been doing is that i'm able to approach it not as you know a 21 year old who's kind of trying to grasp everything it's more i'm a little more seasoned and so i'm able to enjoy it but also you know just like approach it i think in a in a very grown-up way and um have conversations that that matter about what we're doing and this kind of um not kind of but this uh like uh end goal that we're all working toward with Mm -hmm. this institution so um yeah i'm just like 
grateful every day, especially to the person who called me out of the blue one day and was like, hey, you want to join us? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm actually I'm really happy that you're happy with your new job. because <laughs> That last one. Um, it was, yeah. Anyway. So the first one on my list is the drag queen James Mansfield, but more specifically her YouTube channel, because uh, we we just we get a lot of joy out of watching her videos and stuff. And so um, I uh, I just I felt like we needed we've needed to shout her out for a while. Um, but she so she just put out a video where she's styling one of uh, one of. Uh, Dolly Parton's uh, wigs from uh, the wig line that she released back in the 90s. Yeah. And um, it's just like, she's so much fun. And I feel like, um, I feel like not enough people celebrate her. So I just wanted to take an opportunity to say that I'm grateful for James Mansfield. She's, she's great. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, she's one of the few queens whose videos I look forward to. Yeah. Where I'm like, what is she doing today? Because it's. She only does what she likes. Mm-hmm. And that I think is, um, it's just very interesting. And I, I mean, I, I live for James. It's this, you know, this Mexican American man who lives in the Midwest and has adopted this incredible character. And, 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 and she's interested in all these different things. You know, yeah. it's not, and, and, and sometimes her culture comes into it. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, and, and I just really, I'm just so thankful for her. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, I guess the next thing I'm thankful for is therapy. So after a four-year hiatus from going to therapy, like I I mentioned, I think, on the past episode or the one before, um, I started doing uh, therapy again this past Monday. I'm doing remote therapy. And I actually really clicked with my therapist. And um, in the hour, like our first session, I felt like I came away with so many new tools that were unlocked just by telling her one like story of of an issue I had with my family. And she's like, well, try this. She gave me like three things to do and I've already started doing them and I have seen changes in less than a week. You know, not that like it's a miracle cure or anything, but I actually forgot how fun therapy can be Mm -hmm. because I always approach therapy as a like, like homework, You know, like this is my my homework is going to therapy, talking to my therapist and then walking away with things that I needed to try. And I'm very happy that I'm doing it again. So, yeah. Yeah. Therapy is actually on my list, too. And um, I'm really uh, I'm just I'm I'm always grateful for it. And um, one of the things that I guess I had been ignoring um, occasionally I'll see, so I also do teletherapy and while my therapist and I are talking occasionally, like a little dog will appear in the corner. And so this week, because I knew that the stuff I was going to talk about in therapy was going to be a little bit heavier than, than usual. I, I started out by asking my therapist about her dog. And so, um, <laughs> I just, I, I imagine that there are people who feel like they can't do that. And I just, and she was happy to talk about her dog. I mean, I just, I was so happy to talk about anything, but like the stuff we were going through this week for a second, right before I had to, you know, retell the entire story all over again. Um, so yeah, that's definitely been great. Um, what's next for you? Setting and maintaining boundaries. Ooh. Um, so this is something that I had been trying to do, um, 
before therapy, um, before I started therapy again. Um, and again, I've only had one session so far, so it's not, not a miracle thing. But um, one of the tips that my therapist gave me was, you know, when a family member is calling me incessantly or is like, we have to do this now and I don't have time, that I can, for my own peace of mind, say, not now. Let's mm-hmm. schedule a time later in the day to talk about this and designate a certain amount of time to that activity. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I honestly had been trying to do before, but had lapsed in 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 doing. Mm-hmm. And I did it at least twice this week. And while well, I guess there were some frustrating things, I feel that it minimized my frustration. Yeah. You know, and it's something that I have been following through with all this week. Um and that um, had been, and like, even though it's recent, you know, just a few days, it's something that I'm very, very grateful for because not having boundaries and making myself accessible to everybody all the time was causing me a lot of, um, like, internal um, conflict, mm-hmm. you know, because I wasn't. I wasn't making time for my emotional needs with certain members of my family and mm-hmm. and I need to in order to be good to myself but also to be, you know, a uh, a functioning member of my family. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had to I had to set some boundaries this week too and it was pretty difficult. So, but I did it. Um, yeah. Um, so one of the other things that got me through this last difficult week was um was music and also the fitness marshal on YouTube. And um Typically, okay, so when I have when I have therapy on Fridays, I normally um I will normally go to the gym right after so that like if any emotions come up, I have an opportunity to uh to work out any frustrations or any any additional energy that I might have from talking about my family. Um I have an opportunity to work it out in the gym and it usually makes me feel better and I also like uh, I also need to have lunch. So like working up an appetite is a good idea. So um, but this week I was like not in the mood for it. So instead I was like, I kind of just want to like listen to music and dance around the apartment. So I did that for a little bit. And then I put on uh, a couple of the fitness marshals videos. And what he does is um, he's a I, I guess he's a dancer or a choreographer uh, who has a YouTube channel and he films uh, himself doing uh, doing choreography to popular music. Uh, with two of his friends and um, and then he posts it and you can you know it's it's a great way to exercise and um, he does break down a lot of the choreography so if you're uh, having a hard time picking up on it you can um, you can basically uh, like he slows it down at the beginning and then you know shows you how to speed it up and all this stuff Um, so it was a good time Uh, and uh, I I hadn't watched the so one of the ones that I did uh was the one for Doncha which is a rather fun um it's like fun choreography but there's also um so he films I'm assuming uh in um oh my god that park Runyon Canyon, Runyon Canyon. Right? yeah I'm pretty sure he films in Running Canyon. And so um, you see that there are other people like running and, you know, like walking around and stuff. And so there was this one guy who just like watched for most of the video. And I thought it was pretty entertaining. So that was um, very creepy. It was creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun. And, and his video, I find his videos to be a lot of fun. So who's next for you? Well, my next one is community. And so I I do always kind of have a hard time with these kind of what I'm grateful for things just because I don't know I don't I don't necessarily like 
separate things out that way. Okay. But one of the things I was thinking about, and and this is um, last week we shouted out our, our friends uh, uh, David and Irene for waiting for us in the bitter cold of New Jersey for three plus hours for a tow truck to come. And I like, well, yeah, it's one thing. And it was, you know, like friends will do that for you. To me, it meant more than I think I even understood at the moment because yeah. not that I wouldn't do it, but like it was very cold and it was very late. And Irene in particular had been up since four in the morning herself. Yeah. So yeah. I just, I really appreciate that. And, you know, again, I appreciate our friends, our larger community and, you know, kind of an extension of setting and maintaining boundaries for myself this year has been, <clears throat> You know, shutting out the people that I feel are not um, conducive to my overall well-being and happiness and making more room for those people who who nurture our friendships, um, who we can share things with and and things like that. And, 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 and David and 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 Irene are definitely two of those people. And um yeah, so I, like it's it's kind of abstract, but mm-hmm. that was just one thing that kind of made me, um, you know, that 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 part of the Grinch where his heart grows ten times. My my little Grinch heart like grew, you know, ten yeah. times because I can be a bit, you know, stern and black and white about things, but mm-hmm. um, being able to, um, I don't know, just kind of let myself, uh, like let all that like good like warm and fuzzies wash over me mm-hmm. uh, because of a, like a very simple act is just waiting with us. It made me realize that um, I have a lot of really amazing um, people that are part of our chosen family um, who, you know, we've made the effort to kind of spend more time with. So, yeah, I, um, I have friends on, on my list as well. And, in, and in particular David, because, um, I mean, while he may not know this, whenever I needed a distraction, I would just message him about something. Um, I decided I was like, I'm not going to message him about whatever it is that I'm going through right now. I'm just going to message him about like something else. And, and we always have a really, like, we always have a really fun conversation regardless of what it's about. So, um, I'm really grateful for, you know, for friends in general, but specifically for David. Um, what's, um, I think we have one, one thing left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Um, better eating habits Mm -hmm. are on mine. And I, I guess this is kind of like for both of us that I'm thankful, but, um, in, in creating my list, I was thinking back on, you know, the things that have happened most recently Mm -hmm. and I lost five pounds this week. Mm. So I was very excited, but also because like I, I have been able to make this this thing, this keto thing that at first I was just like, oh, like this. It was just this thing that I have to figure out. And like, I'm not and I'm not good at this. And I've probably said this before, but whenever Robert suggests that we try something, I'm like, I will go all in, but I don't understand it. And I've yeah. never necessarily paid attention to how I eat. So you just tell me what I have to do and I will do it. And there aren't a lot of things that I I kind of give myself over to in mm-hmm. that way, except for this. But, you know, this time last year, we were about two months in or so, and it was all very new and felt very restrictive. Mm-hmm. And now it's just kind of like autopilot, you know? Yeah. And and I've said it again and again, I don't do it in a in a very, like, monitored, strict way, but... Neither, it, neither one of us yeah, do. But it's become second nature for me. Like, yeah. you know, I wake up in the morning, I make my, my keto sandwich for lunch. Uh, you know, if, if we're ordering out lunch, I'm, I'm looking for options that, you know, work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, like we we cheated this past weekend for a whole day because you know what? We wanted to eat our emotions. And that is okay sometimes. Yeah. But like we were like one day, that's it. Everything else got thrown out, whatever hadn't been eaten. Mm-hmm. Not that there was a lot left. <laughs> but and then like today, Sunday that we're recording it, it's like we go right back to meal prep and we had a like a delicious dinner of like keto ribs and sauteed kale. And it was amazing. Yeah. Also, I've really gotten used to understanding when I've had enough and like knowing when to push my plate away. Yeah. Specifically because I have had a problem with binge eating in the past. So right. um I, you know, I feel like I've come a long way in terms of, of that in particular. So I'm very happy about that. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. I, I, I remember when we were going to start this, I was like, oh, this is such a, an overwhelming thing that we're going to start. And, and now it, to, to have it feel second nature, it just, it, it feels really great. Um, so the last thing on my list is um it's actually two things uh it's basically tv so i have been watching a lot of so i'm watching the office for the third time i'm like in the middle of binging it uh when i when i have like time and i can put it on in the background and that's mostly because uh the office never fails to make me laugh it's there's always something funny happening on that show and uh i just i've been really needing the uh the distraction but also uh the laugh lately and then the other thing is the show the real housewives of new jersey because uh being from new jersey i feel a strong connection to those women especially when they're fighting um and so having uh having had like some some family drama recently watching these women fight really makes me feel like i'm i'm getting through the uh i'm going through the the same like cathartic uh experiences that they are <laughs> even though that i mean couldn't... you really are though I in mean, a way not really um but uh <laughs> but it's a nice it's a nice distraction and the um it, it just it works out that way so um and actually we have one more thing on our list the final thing that we are grateful for this year um are you our listeners absolutely yes um thank you for supporting us um we are headed into our fifth year of podcast well we're no we are in our fifth year oh okay hold on so in april we'll be in our sixth year of podcasting yes in april it will be our begin our sixth year i have really bad time like not good at counting but yes um it, it really has been great, especially because we changed our format and stopped doing certain things that we've been doing for a very long time. Uh-huh. Um, we really thought it would be the kind of death knell for the podcast in many yeah. ways and even yeah. thought about just stopping it and trying, you know, other creative endeavors and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of forced ourselves, I mean, in, in many ways to continue on with this thing mm-hmm. that we do voluntarily. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, but it, it's hard. It's it's hard to even consider walking away from something that you've created yourself. And yeah. I'm really happy that we didn't, um, particularly because of a lot of the amazing interactions that we've had since, specifically since we changed our format. Yeah. The conversations have gotten deeper and more productive and more uh, fulfilling, I mm-hmm. think, in many ways with, with, with the people who, who, who listen to the show. So that's been amazing. Um, and we do read all of them. So and I think respond to 99% of them, mm-hmm. um, if not 100% of them. So um, that's actually something that we value quite a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. 
we are really grateful for you, our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we are going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we've got, uh, got a couple other things to talk about real quick. So stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back and it's time for our one minute Drag Race UK review. And it's the finale mm-hmm. this week. So are, are we doing? Ready? A, are we really doing a minute? Are we doing a minute? We're just doing a minute for the episode, okay. basically. All right, ready? Go. So, spoiler, the Vivian wins yes. RuPaul's Drag Race, the first season, and I was actually very content with the win. I was content at the end of the episode. Uh-huh. I think that the Vivian won that lip sync between her and Davina. Absolutely. Uh, but before, obviously, because we live in the United States, the winner was spoiled for us a couple of different times. <laughs> I know, no matter how you tried to avoid it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's a time difference, like... I also completely forget because, like, I go to Twitter for porn, too. I mean. And so I will open it and be scrolling, like, just looking for dick. And then I'm um, like, whoops, there's the winner of Drag Race UK, I guess, uh, whatever. But I really I really did mm-hmm. want Davina to win. Yeah, um, I did, too. But I think, I think having the Vivian be the winner is going to be more uh, fulfilling for the fans. Y- yes. I mean, I think, you know... It's just, it's hard because they're all so damn civil. Well, you know what I mean? And yes. So, but what I mean by that is mm-hmm. like the prize. The prize is specifically a show. And I'm trying to imagine what Davina's show would be like. And I'm having a hard time picturing it. Yeah. Because yeah. like as, as a cabaret performer, I'm sure she's amazing. Oh, yeah. But I don't know how that would mm-hmm. translate to a YouTube series. Yeah. And the Vivian, I think, has had a little more exposure perhaps to these things. I mean, I know we're going past one minute, but... um. I just her. Can we talk? Can 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 we talk about her dress and it not be part of this one minute? Uh, talk about her dress. Oh, no okay. one's stopping you. That was glo- it was a thing of beauty, and I know it was not like something out of left field. You know, it wasn't this thing, but like she just she looked like a Christmas Barbie. Yeah, and like it was that like that that I you know like um mesh that has glitter on it and it was just fitted perfectly and flowed and she just looks so damn prissy i loved it from head to toe the hair was growing out of her head mm-hmm. the makeup was i mean her makeup is always spectacular but this was like her makeup looks like an instagram filter i yeah. don't know how she does that i really don't that's talent um <laughs> it just she's She's so meticulous, you know, right. and also hearing her story, particularly um, about 
you know, working toward kind of, you know, fighting against substance abuse. Yeah. That I think is something that we still don't talk enough about among drag queens, among the, the queer community, especially like, you know, bar and club culture. Like it, it, it can be all fun and games, but it can also be very dangerous and deadly. And she experienced that. And yeah. I'm, I'm, you mentioned that and I'm like here, you know? Um, so yeah, that just made me very happy. I really did think that her overall presentation in the the final runway was like far and away better than the other two. Oh, absolutely. Like they weren't even on the same level. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, so there's that. Um, I also, there was something about this dress and the hair that was reminiscent of Aja's promo look for All Stars 3. Well, it's like gold, you know, I mean, Aja's was like gold lace and you know, much heavier type of material. She kind of looked like a, but it was like a dressed virgin, but it was the shapes to me. It was like the shape of the hair, the shape Mm -hmm. of the dress. I'm not saying that like one was copying the other. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like the, 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 the physical shape Mm -hmm. of, of like the shapes that the dress was making in the hair. It's a, and that is, you know, a visual art thing here. It is a, this, um, triangular composition, like, um, you know, when you have, cause like the Vivian's hair was very floofy, <laughs> but it was sure. more narrow as it got to the top. And so when she stood, you get a triangle. Yeah. And so visually what that makes happen in your mind is that you see this as a very grounded, stable, um, pleasing thing to look at. Oh, like it is. And it's, it, it does create balance. It's, um, you know, comes from the Renaissance and, and things like that, where, where, you know, they were working out issues of, uh, sorry, techniques of perspective and composition. And it's just something that immediately draws your eye. And like I said, it's pleasing to look at. So proportionally, it was all very correct and even. And I think that that had a lot to do with it. Um, and, you know, these warm colors are also very pleasing hmm. to the eye. So... And I mean, was I didn't well. get all that. I just saw the well, similarity. I was just saying, I saw similarity yes. between her look and Aja's look. Like, you, took it, you took it straight to art school. Um, I got to use that degree somehow. You do. Um, I would say you're using it at work. but um, I am. I don't talk okay. about it very often. But, you know. Um, yeah. So, Baga and the Vivian have... So, th- I'm confused by, by this just a little bit. Not to, not to be annoying about it or whatever, but... So the Vivian's prize is a show on WoW Presents Plus and the trailer for the show that she's doing called Morning TNT is with her and Bag of Chips. So is Baga also winning a prize? Did they pay for her? Like, I'm just a little confused by it. I'm excited because the show itself looks very entertaining. Um, yeah, and it's them as their, as their Snatch Game characters. So it's like right. Margaret Thatcher and Donald Trump on a morning talk show. Yeah. It's just... It's going to be funny. It's going to be irreverent and people are going to want to tune in mm-hmm. for it. I'm just, I'm, it, it just with, with the, um, I don't even know what the right word is for it, but like the, um, it's like the pricelessness of this prize, but like in a bad way. Oh, I see what you mean. Has it been cheapened a little because it's not just for one person? Is that what you're trying to say? No, I'm just saying, so I feel like since this, season began airing and people were like oh they're winning a show on wow presents plus there are people who went home first on regular american drag race that mm-hmm. have shows on wow presents plus it's, yeah. it's just not it's an unremarkable prize and so for them to 
be working on it together seems a little unbalanced. I'm happy. I'm happy that they're I working mean, together and I'm know. sure that I'm I'm confident based on their the the relationship they showed on the show that this like the fact that they're working together was probably the Vivian's idea. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they also, you know, they had incredible chemistry on the Snatch Game and I yeah. believe they've known each other for quite some time. They have. As well. So they went into this knowing each other and had a really great rapport. So I feel like, you know, you keep those who you trust and who you like working with close. So why not? Yeah, I just it just you know? it cheapens the the prize was already cheap and it I know. cheapens it even further. That's I know all. it re- it really does. Thing. I mean, she's gonna make that money. Like it's you know she's gonna make that hundred thousand dollars somehow. Uh, whatever the phrase is, you know, she's gonna make it twofold or or more. Mm-hmm. You know, in in I'm sure not a very long time, but. It's like everybody else gets a cash prize, but because of where it's filmed and because of what the network that's airing it, they can't, which is right. boggling to me. But I mean, they have to give them something. Yeah. So. It just it lowers the stakes a little bit. Yeah. And maybe that's why they were so mm-hmm. civil. Well, I I also maybe. feel like the from from the um the like trailer that they showed mm-hmm. on on YouTube that um, it looks like the production quality is much higher than like the standard WoW presents, like you know, green screen show. I disagree. They have like an actual set. I disagree. I think it looks like uh, when they uh, was it season eleven when they had to read teleprompters and they turned that into a um, they turned that into a mini challenge. To me, that's what it looked like. So, but that's not relevant because at the end of the day. Look at look at the the um the tiny amount of production value that uh, started out with right started oh. it started out with it was just Trixie and Katya talking incessantly mm-hmm. and it was genius they didn't necessarily need to add in all of the extra editing although that does add I'm, to the enjoyment I'm, of I'm the, the entertainment like, factor of the show fifty percent of it is the editing at this and point the, at though. this point I think that it's it's turned into this thing that like but it wouldn't have made it to where it is today if the content the original content oh yeah if it wasn't any brilliant. good yeah i mean there are other so, well present shows that are i mean you know. there are other well present shows question mark <laughs> just kidding i knew there were other ones i'm just being shady um can we move on <laughs> wow anyway Congratulations to Vivian and continued success. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm excited yes. to see what she can do. Um, so what do we have in the keto corner this week? This week, we have my experiment, uh, my keto cauliflower mac and cheese, which you can see on our YouTube channel. You can either go to grizzlykiki.com slash YouTube or in an unexpected twist, you can also go to youtube.com slash grizzlykiki. Um <laughs> Um, and it just seemed, it seemed, um, appropriate to release that this week, uh, given that Thanksgiving is tomorrow, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this the day that it comes out. Yeah. Um, so if you want to keep it keto, you can make this mac and cheese. It's pretty easy. Um, pretty easy to make, pretty cheesy. And, uh, it's definitely delicious. Um, I actually, uh, I brought, uh, we brought a couple slices to David and, um, I I asked him today if he had tried it and he's like, yes, I ate all of it. It was delicious. I don't remember it. (laughs) That's all you need to hear. Um, he really liked it. So, um, and actually I'm really excited because I'm, I'm going to be making it 
later, either later today or maybe I made it yesterday. I don't know. Um, but uh, Daniel found a recipe for cornbread, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how that goes. And if the cornbread's good, I'm gonna crumble it and put it on top of my mac and cheese instead a... of the other stuff. Yeah, you can have a lot. I just as you were as you were speaking, my my mind wandered and I pictured the commercial for this as you know easy cheesy. Um, easy, cheesy, breezy, beautiful keto girl. Oh, yeah, I love it. I know, workshops, but it, it needs help. Keto girl, keto. Girl. What was it tipsy girl? Remember when? Uh, oh my God, Sonia Morgan. When Sonia Morgan wanted to create Mm-mm. her own line of wines. Mm-mm. Um, let's get into. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Me siento muy excited. <laughs> <laughs> This week, we're starting off with uh, what I thought was actually a really amazing conversation. Mm -hmm. So uh, on Monet's show, The Exchange Rate, um, she had had a a great guest this week. She had the wonderful, the goddess, T.S. Madison. Um, yeah, so she had T.S. Madison on her show, and they had a really great conversation specifically. I mean, the conversation overall was great, mm-hmm. um, but specifically the conversation about uh, Flame Monroe's interview on The Breakfast Club was, to me, really illuminating because it not only helped, I think, uh, like clear up some of the chaos mm-hmm. that Monroe's or Monroe, look at me clear up some of the chaos that flames comments created uh but it also um and she and uh t.s madison was able to clear it up without uh without um what is the word i'm looking for here without uh uh without denying or invalidating invalidating flames it's been a long week it has been a long week uh without invalidating flames perspective which i thought was really interesting which i thought was hard to do yes honestly because Madison Hinton is a very, like, she held back. I, I have to say, I, I think yeah. that you could, you could tell, especially with, um, there was one experience that she recounted where she was interacting, I think, with a, with an interviewer or was on a, on a radio show that Flame Monroe had just been on. And, you know, this person decided to, you know, use pronouns and refer to her in ways that were not, you know, how she, um, Jeez. She she provided this person with with, with her with, pronouns with her pronouns and, and they decided to call, e- exactly. call her and she's call, like use he not pronouns. with me and I think that she really I like it was just a, like a masterclass in how you explain that what was said is damaging without like you said you know invalidating or trashing the other person and I think that that is very hard to do yeah. because that's like generally how do you explain that somebody is doing something that is damaging without also commenting right. on their character cuz th- right. those things go hand in hand right um, my immediate response when i heard about this interview was wow flame how many trans women's lives did you just end with your mm-hmm. comments i told you we watched that comedy special and i was we were horrified it was it was funny but i'm like if this were like the early 90s i would not i would not have laughed with pause if that makes any sense like like during the whole show i was like that's funny question mark yeah like that was me the whole time and i i analyzed it in my head for like a week because i'm like no like 
do it in a space where like you're not being recorded where like you know in like like a a local comedy club or something but like this is out there now forever i'm just saying if you're gonna do it right i don't suggest that you do but it's damaging we also it's very damaging we also recommended that uh like that group of comedy specials Mm -hmm. but we didn't mention flames no not at all because it was i thought it was horrifying yeah i um, i I did i laughed a lot from discomfort but mm -hmm. it was not uh i don't know i i understood that i was watching someone make comedy out of really low-hanging fruit yeah and and it was not it was not working well for me also but just the, anyway but i just i really i really enjoyed uh t.s madison's perspective on mm-hmm. it but it more specifically uh because i have also felt that t.s madison has shared some really controversial views on things like gender and um like the dis- not dis- the disparity the disparity is that what it is between gender and um and sex i guess or the difference between gender and sex um so yeah. uh they're just there are a couple things that where i'm just like i don't really understand why you can't uh like see it like see it as the same in a way i don't know but it seems well, to me like based on this conversation like t.s madison has understood her reach you know like yes. she she has mm-hmm. a huge audience at her fingertips and she understands that if something is going to be hers she needs to make sure that people understand that it mm-hmm. is it is personal it is and hers I, I think she mentioned that explicitly yeah actually which is also like you know she's she's all the disclaimers all the notes like and i think that that's important especially if you're going to own what you say and who you are and be in in the public eye right you know especially now when you know you know the things that flame said can cause a lot of problems for people i think right and you know t.s madison is i think really kind of taking up the charge in in terms of you know clarifying what is and is not correct yes which i didn't see coming to tell you to be honest with you based on you know i had heard that she'd that t.s madison had expressed some uh some displeasure in a lot of what flame had to say Mm -hmm. i didn't really expect her to go into her own journey Mm -hmm. in terms of uh in 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 terms of how her perspective has shifted from becoming a public figure um but um i just i'm really grateful that she was able to share that on monet's show and i'm really grateful to monet that um that she was able to provide the platform Mm -hmm. for this all to happen because it's really important we we need we need uh we need to hear from trans uh, from black trans women like t.s madison especially uh with the alarming rate at which black trans women are being murdered Mm -hmm. uh so i'm really i'm really happy that that exist as a resource because i feel like you could play that interview for someone and it explains a lot it's very it is i think it's it's required viewing yeah you know just to keep yourself abreast of the issues that are are facing the trans community and how how language and terms can be um very dangerous if not used properly right i like i'm quite serious about that right yeah and there was also a cameo by our dear friend pissy miles <laughs> i can't she's just everywhere now i love it uh, i love it i'm ready for more <laughs> i know i never get tired of her face i feel like she's gonna be on our show in a couple of weeks but we'll uh, see oh do you know something i don't mm, maybe mm. i think i just got a text mm. are you colluding possibly um i'm quid pro 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 pro
I'm so happy that she's just her face is just everywhere. Yes, it really is. Uh, like, I wish you had seen the performance uh, that I the performance that I uh, turned buying the um, the New York Post into the morning that I bought it. I went in. Do you have the post? And the guy's like, Yeah, it's right over there. <laughs> Did you really ask for it like that? I, like, I I walked in. I was like, Do you have the the New York Post? the newspaper and the guy was like yeah right over there and i was like oh thank you and i went over and i was like i'll have two please thank oh my you God, stop it. and then i went into my um i went into my job and was just like holding it around like shaking it in people's faces and shit i don't know i was i and it wasn't being that extra but i was pretty I being pretty extra were. i just i can't but like i'm holding these two giant newspapers in mm-hmm. my hand and it's like you you can't mm-hmm. ignore the drag queen yes. on the cover <laughs> like when like when bob was on the cover of next magazine do you remember that was it that? Sure. No. When David took the photo of Bob for, no, for the cover and we were it, like, where are they? It wasn't on the, I don't think David's was on the cover. I think someone else's was on the cover. Possibly. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I know. I remember what you're talking yes. about. Um, because the photos he took were inside. Ah. Uh, I think. I don't remember 100%. Anyway, probably anyway. not the same thing. But no, not at all. I, yeah. Um, thanks for derailing though. Sorry. Um, so... <laughs> Um, the other thing on our list is we want to congratulate Lizzo on getting eight Grammy nominations, the most out of any mm-hmm. artist this year. So she deserves it. I'm also really happy for her that not only was her album nominated in two different categories, but songs that are not singles were also nominated. That was very surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jer- Jerome was one of them. Jerome correct? was one of them. I actually pulled up her Wikipedia so that we could take a look at what exactly she was nominated for. Uh, so she is nominated for Best New Artist. Her album, Because I Love You, the deluxe version, is nominated for Album of the Year and Best uh, Urban Contemporary Album. Uh, her song, Truth Hurts, is nominated for Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best Pop Solo Performance. Um, her song, Exactly How I Feel with Gucci Mane, is nominated for best r&b performance and jerome is nominated for best traditional r&b performance i love that because i think the fact that that uh exactly how i feel and jerome were not singles proves that her uh her talent and her artistry transcends capitalism um possibly the charts the charts i would say because i don't i don't think those songs charted they might have charted because because uh, I think the chart system has changed uh, dramatically given that mm. streaming is now being counted towards sales. Uh, oh. So those songs probably did chart, but not nearly as high as a song like Truth Hurts or Juice or, mm-hmm. um, you know, any of the other singles from yeah. this album. So I, I just I hope I hope she wins nine. <laughs> there. Like, nothing's impossible. Nine. Nine. Somebody is, is, I don't know, wins for something she could have been nominated for. And they're like, actually, I'm just going to give it to Lizzo. Just give her all of them. Um, I will settle for her beating Taylor Swift in every category that they're nominated together in. Because I'm a a hater. She's being given an award. Anyway. She's being given an award like right now. (laughs) Artist of the decade. Like. No. Um. Listen, and I don't think everything Taylor Swift has done is terrible because I I do enjoy some. But anyway, anywho, I think that Lizzo's good work is like needs to be recognized eight times over, ten times over. And I I'm I'm really happy that we've been following her for as long as we have because it you just feel so invested. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm really glad that I had the good sense to be a Lizzo fan early on. 
So. <laughs> okay, that's strike two. Uh, um, speaking of me being petty, it's time for pettiness. My pettiness is killing me and I. Okay. Quickly. Um, the pettiest of the petty. So um, the, um, the president, the president of the United States, Donald Trump, um, his handwriting has been turned into a font that you can download for free. Um, I find this to be incredibly petty. Uh, just to give a little background, uh, part of his daily routine includes having aides print out articles about him um, where he'll scribble his thoughts about it in black Sharpie and in all caps, essentially, because uh, his handwriting is in all caps. Um, and then uh, actually this past Wednesday, uh, Trump was on the he was giving a um, what do they call that? A speech? A, not a speech. What is that? A, a, like a... A press conference? A press conference. Thank you. Um, and um, a press conference in uh, relation or regarding, rather, look at me, words, uh, regarding the testimony by Gordon Sondland uh, about the quid pro quo. Um, and so uh, he brought out basically like the, the handwriting, the way the handwriting is on here, it looks like a teleprompter on like snl the 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 handwriting is that big like isn't it it looks like um also you know in in the um the the, the intro me. for the simpsons where bart is like writing on the chalkboard uh like in like sure as punishment that's what that looks like what it reminds me of um so my dad also uh, when he writes, like when he writes stuff down by hand, he also writes in capital, only capital letters. And it reminds me of the time that um, we got banned from uh, AOL because I told someone, uh, someone was baiting me and being like, um, someone was baiting me and saying that Hispanic people are dumb or lazy or some shit. And I wrote back, well, what the fuck do you know? And my dad was on the phone with an AOL representative who was reading back the transcript of this conversation I'd had with a troll, basically, who their goal was to get me banned from AOL by using profanity. And they won because then we switched to Earthlink and the internet was boring. Um, anyway... Back to <laughs> back to pettiness. What does that have to do with capital letters? By the way? My dad wrote down, "What the fuck do you know?" As the guy was, <laughs> did I not say that part? No. So my dad's on the phone with the AOL person, and he's writing down. And granted, English is not my dad's first language, so he actually wrote down, "What the fuck?" Like frock, but without the R. Do you now? Um, so I just I will always remember that moment and feeling like oh my god i've been caught oh shit he misspelled that do you know what i mean like it was there was a lot going on in my brain at the time um so oh the god. font which was created by a graphic designer named mark davis at the font bureau um was it was created as a custom font for buzzfeed and the font is called tiny hands there's nothing pettier than that yeah you have to make them sound tinier oh. I mean, Sorry, I, not, not not to step on your pettiness, but I just had to. I get that that's toxic, but I think it's really like it's getting this man's goat, reminding him that like he has tiny hands and having causing him to connect that to the size of his penis. I, not. Yeah, I actually don't think that that is petty. I don't think that it is 
I think that that is, it's clever and it's, um, I don't know if satire is the right word for it, but it's just like, why not? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I actually think that this is great. It's, a, it's very funny. And of course it would be for BuzzFeed. Um, I just, I can't yeah. help but enjoy this. And also, uh, I can't help but reflect on all of the satirism that is coming out of this particular administration. If, I mean, this should never have happened, but the material. Well, I mean, I think that's what most comedians were thinking I, when he was right? elected. Um, also, I do believe Tiny Hands is going to become the new Comic Sans. Can you imagine, like, 20 years from now, all college students are using tiny hands? Listen, full disclosure, I have the worst handwriting. And looking at this font, I kind of like it. Shh. I'm going to send all... I'm going to create... This. I'm going to create a signature in my email using this font. But let me see the original. <laughs> they are almost identical, in my opinion. In case people don't know, I'm a forensic handwriting specialist, too. <laughs> I mean... It's pretty good. The graphic designer is doing him a lot of favors. Uh-huh. I Like, it's very, it's much more refined. I think it's interesting that there's almost, like, three or four versions of each letter. Like, not, not just, you know, like, because they also have to account for, like, bold, italics, so on and so forth. Um, I think it's a very, like, cute, cartoony font, actually. But, I don't know. I, I think it's great. I just, it captured the spirit of this mm-hmm. segment. Oh, absolutely. So... Yeah. There's that. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode. We are Grizzly Kiki on everything. That means Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So be sure to follow us there. You can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Until next time. Bye. bye.